0: Welcome to Vaginance. We have got a two-part episode in front of us. In part two, we're gonna be talking a little more broadly about relationships, and any transitions our personal relationships might be going through and how we are dealing with that with communication. And we will also be discussing how we approach the topic of sex with our partners or how we've historically done that and how we might get over any stigma we feel or anxiety, anything like that. Yeah, just how we talk to our partners. So for now, uh, we're your financial Advisors. I'm Becca.
1: I'm Jules. I'm Maggie and Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Taylor. I can't say
2: that. No, you're doing the shitty one. You get the (laughs) shitty one. (laughs) All right,
0: I'm going to start that again.
2: (laughs) No, she gets to keep that one. Okay.
3: (laughs) So, you've dated women who haven't had a lot of sexual experience
2: right? Yes. Can you tell us what it's like navigating that, especially with... Oh, the, yeah. I was going to say something about that when um, Becca was talking about how she does sexual communication is very upfront about what she likes at the beginning. I was going to say my approach is slightly different um, being that like I'm up for whatever and down with boring sex too. Um, one of the things that I do with people is make sure that they know that Like, the way I view sex is about bonding and about having fun. And a lot of people don't think about the fun aspect of it. They always just think it's, like, this, uh, what's the word, show or, like, something they have to prove or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's, like, get all that out of your fucking head immediately because, like, I don't care if this is sloppy and messy, nobody orgasms and like, nothing goes right. If we had fun and like that made our relationship stronger, then uh, maybe we'll get it next time. Right? So it's like really healthy way to look at it. Yeah, I try to make sure that whoever my partner has been in my life, and it's definitely like, not something I got good at talking about until much later in my life. But it's like, there's definitely gonna be moments where it's gonna be bad like let's accept that <laughs> let's accept that like bodies are weird yeah. bodies are gross there's gonna be days where i ate too much i'm a little bloaty and like fart might happen i don't know if right, happens. Like, right little queef might be <laughs> out there no shit happens it's weird Wrong are laugh about it like <laughs> just have a good time if you yeah, have a good time true. then whatever
1: i do yeah and i think there's a there is a lot of pressure to orgasm and set so, like <laughs> I think a lot of people, we've all kind of grown up in this uh, culture where sex is orgasm. And that's not true. Like, especially for men, like, you don't have to orgasm for it to be considered sex. Like, you can still enjoy yourselves and have a good time, like you said. And no one can orgasm. And it's still fine. So, Like, there's so much shame around it of not orgasming.
2: And I feel like you're still, like... (laughs) bonding with each other no matter what the results of it are and i don't know i find that to be really important Mm -hmm. it's like not always about the orgasm but about like hey we had this moment together and it was really special or like really goofy or really sexy or whatever and like the bonding part means more to me than orgasming Mm -hmm.
0: well and i think the like constant just like using the orgasm as your goal that's what breaks down the bond, because it becomes not about being with the person and exploring and having fun or whatever. Mm -hmm. It becomes like, you just want to orgasm or you want them to orgasm so bad that you're not even like present and mm-hmm. that's the thing about sex is like whether you're looking at the person or not you can tell you can always tell when someone's present or not yeah, yeah and I true. think that yeah I just think that drive to orgasm is what breaks that down when really you were having a great time you know like well, yeah, it was then all you, you miss
3: out because yeah getting physical attention feels so good it doesn't yeah. have to be that climactic moment mm-hmm. yeah. that whole time can feel so good or interesting or different and then also the emotional attention you're getting that whole time of just totally. being in the space with your partner or partners is just really amazing mm-hmm.
2: another thing i was going to say is um removing shame from what you want can take a lot of time too because you have to both consistently show that you're not judgmental yeah right like You might feel comfortable in your relationship right now asking for something until the moment your partner is like, ew. Yeah. Right? And then that ruins everything. And then that square is zero. So it has to be like this consistent, forever, open-mindedness. And even if it's not something you like, you can't be like, ew. You have to be like, oh, yeah, like not really my thing, but... (laughs) Maybe we could find something else that could work. Yeah. Yeah. You always, you can never, you can never not break that, right? Yeah. Or you can never break that. Because once you break it, it's like you got to build it completely back up. Absolutely. Mm
3: -hmm. Or... I have so much respect for y'all being able to just talk about it up front. Like Becca, you said, as soon as you get into a new relationship, saying, hey, here's where I'm at. Here's what I like. Here's what I'm not into. Tell me about your needs, wants, desires. Mm-hmm. Um, but with technology now, there are amazing tools. So there are sites like, uh, I think it's like we should try it.com. Yeah. And they make an mm-hmm. app called Spicy Spicer. I think even think about and what it does is you fill out a questionnaire and you say like things you're into, not into, or you'd consider it if your partner's into it, Mm -hmm. you fill out the questionnaire, you send a link to your partner, they fill out the questionnaire and it'll only show each of you the things you matched on. Mm. So you can be as open as you want about things you're into. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to ding up on your partner's radar if they're not into it. Yeah. So it'll show you the things you match on, and let you be a lot more open than you could be early in a relationship mm-hmm. yeah. if you're not into having those conversations. That is really cool. I like the idea too of just an app that like gives you suggestions. Well, yeah, and you it know, gives you so it's many like, Try ideas this. because you're like, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Totally.
2: You know what else? Another business idea I just had because of this: a little advent calendar of like, oh my
3: god, you know,
2: vaginas advent calendar. Yeah, and like sometimes it could amazing. be like a little thing of lube, or it could be like a tag. Ask, like ask your partner. Uh- or do a position that you've never is done before Fucking genius and we're gonna call it lube and ice cream <laughs> and one of them's just a coupon for uh, ice cream <laughs> we should one okay. of them could be like ice, ice cream, cream flavored you, lube or yes. something but yes. it doesn't have to be a Christmas thing you can just be like uh, or like the month oh little ice cream ice paste cream. Sunday yes. paste
1: pasties or like buy ice cream and put it on their nipples you know oh my God. every, oh my every gosh. month we'll come out with a new advent calendar yes this honestly like I kind of want to do it I'm not kidding like we should do this so I think it'd be fun. fun yeah it'd be fun to do it'd be fun it'd be to awesome. come up with all the different ideas to put in like the little we should like boxes. on the side think of ideas and have like a
3: running list hell yeah that'd be so fun that would be awesome and we might need like three additions like the vanilla we'll make them ice cream flavors
2: the vanilla <laughs> edition the chocolate <laughs> one's just all anal That's The last one. <laughs> vanilla chocolate and like <laughs>
3: And like just like have anal every day.
1: <laughs> the last one can the last one just be like spicy, fucking spicy, spicy or
2: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> spicy, fucking spicy, spicy, <laughs> <laughs> spicy,
3: spicy. <laughs> um any other sex communication relate general relationship communication so
0: just as far as tools to use i think the app that you're like the what are we into what's it called we're into it's like a web the website we should try
3: it.com
0: we should try it.com is amazing um i love that because that also just opens up conversation Mm -hmm. if nothing else um I'm a huge fan. I've plugged it a few times. Big fan of Sex with Emily podcast. It's been going on for like 15 years. And she is so fucking great about breaking down various concepts. Um, And she's just so matter of fact. And she'll do some people will call in with questions and... Yeah, she'll just have entire episodes like talking about like what's what are your fantasies and this is how to like separate if your fantasy is something that you want to happen or something that you don't want to happen and just things that you might not consider on your own and me and my partner listen to it and then we talk about it and it's awesome and leads to really great conversation. Um, so yeah, big fan of podcasts, like podcasts can be very helpful.
1: Yeah, I need to... I I want to listen to that and the her masterclass. Uh, I watched the masterclass. It was good. It was good. It's not very long. Yeah, okay. I I will say I think when you have a partner that is very um like emotionally closed off just from like past trauma or whatever learning how to communicate about your relationship is a good first step Mm. because sex can be a lot harder to communicate about. Mm. And it's not always easy for people to do that. So I think just learning how to even communicate about your relationship on an emotional level is a great place to start. Like when Maggie suggested the relationship cards or report card check-ins. Yeah. That is a great first step, I think, to like then opening up like discussions later on about sex and things that are a little bit harder to talk about but
2: I've definitely struggled in my life with communication because I get so intensely emotional at first and then I have to like let those emotions like fall into reason at some point so especially when I'm talking about things that are really important like relationships or in an argument or anything that really matters to me I have a very hard time communicating because I can't put the words together because I'm Mm -hmm. so like hyped Mm -hmm. up. So writing things down and talking about them later Mm -hmm. has always been an extremely useful tool for me in particular. That's really helpful. Yeah.
0: Cool. So, okay. If you have a partner who might be not necessarily closed off, but maybe like, it's just hard for them to talk like that. Mm -hmm. um, What is something that y'all have found has been helpful to provide space for your partner to communicate? Um, for them to feel safe to communicate with you or welcome
2: oh yeah um i find that it's very hard to talk about serious topics like sex relationships and whatever looking someone directly in the eyes so go on a walk and you're walking Mm -hmm. next to each other Mm -hmm. and then you have to look at each other and you can kind of like take that embarrassment and like feel it a little bit in yourself yeah and not have to like have the additional like staring you in the eyes and saying this thing that's hard to say moment yeah i love walking
3: meetings like hard business conversations too but especially relationship ones Mm-hmm. yeah and then if you get like <laughs> a little anxious and out of breath it's like i'm just walking up a hill it's fine
1: yeah <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <No. kidding me. laughs> i'm crying because the piece of dust got on my eye
3: from the dirt that we're and you can wear up. sunglasses you know you could be a lot more like right. you can have those physical barriers that just make you feel more secure and more protected while you're having that emotional conversation mm-hmm. yeah. and lets you have that emotional conversation like maggie said
1: yeah
0: so if you feel like you want to talk about something and maybe your partner isn't uh, a place where that might be super comfortable You might recommend hey can we go for a walk
2: That's Yeah like hey Let's go for a walk and then I mean obviously Don't be like first step out the door like So about fucking I think <laughs> That like you know Build into it but another thing That I was going to say is it's good Especially if you're being Critical is not the right word But say you're like I don't like Like the way you behaved in this Situation mm-hmm. or whatever tag it on with something else that you really thought they did a great job at it's like Mm -hmm. hey um i really liked how you did all these things the other day but then when this happened i didn't like this so like you're great but also let's work on this together yeah it's so hard from a i'm hearing it to myself perspective to only hear negative stuff oh yeah and like you're like you just start beating yourself up about it or yeah like, well shit what else fucking do I do wrong and right, like, yeah, right. unless you have something good in there too yeah like bring you back to reality you're just gonna like eat yourself alive and I'm, that's true with your partner too they need to hear positive things as well yeah totally
1: And sometimes it's helpful to like, if I get really worked up in a situation, for example, I get a little bitch on our way home, because I had to check my bag when I didn't want to. Uh, And I was getting really worked up on the plane because I was like, there's tons of fucking empty compartments, just like I fucking said, American is fucking lying. I knew there would be empty spaces. I pack my bag so that I don't have to check it because I have to wait 20 more goddamn minutes when I get off the plane. And I get really worked up about it and he's just like very calm and doesn't say anything and he'll just like grab my hand I like makes me feel better because I'm like okay like you know I, I should calm down <laughs> he can but help defuse he your diffuses energy it by like not getting worked up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feeding off my energy but like in a, in a situation where I can tell that he's upset with me and he doesn't necessarily admit to it I have to like pry it out of him where I'm like I know you're upset
0: is there a way that you make him feel safe to say these
1: things? Like how it's do you make not, him feel
0: comfortable to do it?
1: I I just talk about it. I'm like, mm. I we I it's just a lot. Like I just have to keep like no we're we need to discuss this because clearly it's weighing on you. And like mm-hmm. I know that you keep saying that you're fine, but I can tell by the body language and that in the remark you just made that you're not actually fine. Mm-hmm. And I would rather like i'm not going to get upset if you're mad at me like we will get we we'll all get over it trust me i'm more upset that you're not telling me how you really feel yeah and with my upbringing my family was very open and loud and like we argued with each other all the time like to me confrontation is not an issue but with my with joey or with my partner he grew up in a very different situation It's really hard, I think, for people to learn to
3: communicate uh, uncomfortable feelings. I think both of those can be really hard because you can have Mm -hmm. two non-confrontational people who will never broach the subject, and you can have two confrontational people who get so heated at each other that they never reach a resolution. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you can have the mix of those things, which also is very difficult. I just think relationship communication in heated moments is very hard. It's so hard. No matter what your default setting is. Yeah. Mm Yeah my default setting is like I have sensory processing sensitivity so I'm sensitive Mm -hmm. to like environment light, sound, noises oh my god, the noises the way that clothing touches me I keep it under wraps a lot of the time. But Zach definitely gets like the overflow when my Mm -hmm. stress builds up Mm -hmm. and he does one thing. And it wasn't really him, but it was everything else Mm -hmm. that was sort of piled up. Yeah. And so it can be really hard. And I think it's just something that takes a lot of practice and communication in the non-heated moments. Everyone loves to say like, oh, don't go to sleep mad at each other. That is the worst advice possible for my own relationship. Mm-hmm. What I have learned after years was like, no, no, it's fine. My hormones are raging. The environment has stressed me out. Yeah. You're stressed out. Like, I'm going to bed. And in the morning, I wake up, I have my coffee, and I'm like, okay, cool. That was like 10% of what it felt like last night. Mm-hmm. And now we can actually talk about what was going on and address it. Yeah, yes. And it's not that same totally. I've had those. As well, I think what helps me a
1: lot is I will admit in the moment when I know I'm being irrational. Like even I, I I'll be like, "Listen, I'm really mad about this. I know it's dumb to be mad about this and this is just fucking stupid." <laughs> but and it's I, how I feel. But it's how I feel. Yes, yeah, and I'm like, I, I know I'm too. being an asshole right now, and I know this isn't actually like how I. This is not actually what I think, but this is how I feel in the moment, and that help that allows me to express myself when I can like admit. Like, I know I'm being irrational right now. Or I know I'm saying something inconsiderate or I know I'm being an asshole, but I just need to say it.
3: Don't take it personally. <laughs> We're going to have Are a Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Are <laughs> allowed to be mean well, to
2: someone for your own benefit? I'll, I'll, like, as long it. as you warn
3: them, you don't really
2: mean it. I just have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be like, I'm, I'm really grumpy today and like, I might snap at something really stupid and like that sucks i'm sorry but like everything is going wrong everything is terrible and so like if you drop something or like don't do your dishes i might get really more mad than i normally would Mm -hmm. totally i feel like it's fair i already told phil that when we move into the front house that i'm going to be so grumpy for like two weeks because I get so much anxiety when things aren't clean and in their place and like everything's put away and like I know I can't have that because I'm moving and so it's already like I'm going to be high anxiety cleaning up after everything everybody does like if people are over I'm going to be following them around like trying to clean things up like that's going to be me for like two weeks I'm sorry it's going to suck and she's like is there anything I can do and I was like just cleaning just cleaning everything (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
1: no I think it helps me because like It kind of takes away like the personal element, I think. When you say like, this isn't about you, I just like what you're doing right now is really irritating me (laughs) and I don't like it at all. And it's not anything, it's not anything wrong with you. I'm just really mad right now and I'm just fucking emotional. Like it helps just to kind of take away the like, the real deep sting of personal. personal, personal. Yes, the personal attacks Mm -hmm. where you're like, this is more about just me feeling this way
2: like yeah and I'm sorry but it's if how one, I one I of my friends had done this to me I would have been equally mad but not as able to tell them because <laughs> they would judge me harder than you we will. would not like, they would not be friends yeah. with me anymore <laughs> yeah like I'm pretty sure with you guys I could be like y'all I'm in a bad mood today sorry if I'm a little bitchier than usual but like with get a, the fuck out yeah get the fuck <laughs> out of my house <laughs> but with like newer friends if you were like feel a little grumpy today they would be like okay like <laughs> <laughs> weirdo <laughs> But that was another thing I was going to say. It's like the same as what we're talking about with the sex talk is that uh, if you have a partner who's having trouble communicating, I think one of the biggest things you can do is just consistently show them that you're a source of like trust Mm. and that you're not going to break up with them because they're mad. You're not going to like throw a chair at their head because they're telling you their real feelings. Mm -hmm. Being a source of trust, I think, is is good. It's hard. It's hard to... Well, it's
1: hard when you're also mad, right? It's hard when you're mad to be like, yeah. yeah. I, Yeah, See, I know.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I am not aggressive. I'm like the delicate flower where if anyone says anything mean to me, I just start crying. <laughs> so, and I've dated some very angry people and I've outside of dating had very angry people in my life and in my like past years. So like anger is a huge trigger for me. So like if someone's, angering at me I just shut down and like as an adult I've gotten better at being like I'm gonna let you do this I'm gonna go outside (laughs) (laughs) Um, but if like the idea of like my partner being an asshole to me and being Mm -hmm. like I'm sorry, I'm saying these awful things to you, but I have to say it to feel better. Mm-hmm. Like it's that would be unacceptable to me. Like it would be a oh, I couldn't handle
3: it either. So I am high aggression. Work. Yeah, I'm high aggression personally, but I am also extremely sensitive. Are if you Zach were to <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, my parents would literally be like, "Why are you crying?" Like the instant there was like a confrontational thing, I'm just mm-hmm. like, eh. yeah. Um, in fourth grade. They had the color system, which I'd never been subject oh, yeah. to before, you know, where they like pull a color mm-hmm. if you do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I had had something I got like 100% on, mm. but you had to get your homework signed by your parents so that they mm. could verify that your parents saw your grade, which is really for the kids who didn't do well on it. Mm-hmm. And I totally forgot and it didn't happen. And they pulled my damn color for it. And I just like bawled in class because yeah. like, my color pulled. Yeah, yeah. This level of sensitivity. Yeah, I get it. And that it. has continued. So I'm just very lucky that my husband is wired in a completely different way than mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. he is very nice. Oh. Because I couldn't handle Dating myself.
0: I've just, I'm just like, uh, I recognize I my thing that I like to see therapists about (laughs) is my aversion (laughs) to anger, because it's not like anger is an emotion that has to exist. Um, so I like just don't make a good partner to an angry person Mm. because they get so mad. (laughs) Because they're like, they're like angering, but not at me. It's like at me because I'm in the room, but they're not angry at me. They're just
3: angry. They want me to participate.
0: Yeah, and then I'm crying, (laughs) and they're like, Why
1: are you crying? Out, and then <laughs> he's like, what are yeah. you <laughs> Yeah. To me, I it's weird because I have such a different, and we've talked about this many times, but like I have such a different relationship with anger. Because to me, anger isn't like this huge thing. It's like another fleeting emotion. It's like the same as any other emotion. It's so, like, I'll be angry and I'm not angry at my partner, but I'm angry in the room. I'm just like, oh God, this fucking bullshit email, blah, 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 work, whatever. And it doesn't like it has nothing to do with it's like not and then i get over it instantly that's the thing is i get over anger so quickly so to me it's not a big deal like i'll be really mad and then i'll like
2: get over it in like 10 seconds because
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <think, laughs> I need I to think... let it out it's like a thing i need to let out and let it go i, I don't like holding on to it
2: taylor and or sorry julie and becca might be relating and me and you might be relating because i'm kind of yeah. like that too where i'm like oh i a rough day at work <laughs> right. right anyway you're fine. cool yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but joey's really good in that he does like he's very receptive to it he understands that i'm not mad at him mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think i think and i mean i think a lot of people who might struggle with anger issues like i do it just comes from like a very deep childhood place or maybe a traumatic relationship place where like when you were around anger it was a genuinely scary thing yeah and that doesn't i don't know if you can age out of
1: it yeah you know
0: it's just yeah yeah
1: well the enneagram thing i thought that you had mentioned um, becca made us all do enneagrams Mm. like years ago And it's the only personality test that I actually think is even a little bit legitimate. But because I'm very like, I think personality tests are bullshit most of the time. But Enneagram was really interesting because it made me realize such a different, like how you interpret maybe some things that I do Mm -hmm. that I don't interpret the same way. Like if I'm doing something or saying something, you can interpret it in a completely different way Mm -hmm. than I intend it to be interpreted. Mm -hmm. uh, Which really like, did open my eyes a lot to like oh maybe people don't interpret things that i say (laughs) and do the same way that i mean them to, which is an obvious thing but when you read like the personalities and how they like perceive the world how different people perceive the world it really does kind of like make you more empathetic to how other people might be viewing the same situation in a different way totally but and i i all that to say is, I think it's a great thing to do with your partner, just to see like how you both communicate and how you might miscommunicate in certain s- situations, and same with your friends too.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a Gryffindor, so <laughs>
1: and a Type One, and Taylor's a
0: Type One, and Joey's a Type One. Yeah, oh, I love all these Type Ones.
3: <laughs>
2: we all Type Ones.
3: I can't remember what I was. You're you're type one. Oh, okay. Perfectionist. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: That's why like relate
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you like things perfect? You're right. Yeah. Uh.
3: Okay, so you touched on it briefly, but you and Phil are about to move in together. Yeah. yeah what are you excited. excited about? What are you worried about? How are you
2: navigating that in advance? Right now, it's mostly excitement because... Uh, the things that we argue is not even the right word, but the, the the areas where we butt heads housewise will be resolved in this house. Yeah. Like one of them is that we don't have a dishwasher right now and uh. I hate dishes <laughs> and she loves cooking. <laughs> it's a hard dynamic and I love her cooking. It's so amazing and like I eat such nutritious and amazing food but then mm-hmm. i i just hate dishes so much so we'll have a dishwasher and so we can both have what we want and then the other thing that we argue about sometimes is of the bathroom um like one of us will be like i have to pee and then the other one will like run in there real quick <laughs> like just <laughs> be a thing <laughs> i'm in the bathroom, beat that you, reminds bitch. me i have to pee yeah. <laughs> and like that that can be a problem sometimes. Yeah. Um two but we'll bathrooms have will two great. bathrooms. Yay. We'll each be assigned a designated bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that That'll be a- good. <laughs> yep. So mostly there aren't a lot of worries right now, but yeah. that's not to say there aren't unforeseen things that will come up. Yeah. For um sure. It'll the be only exciting I guess, to discover those things. Yeah. One <laughs> thing that I worry about, because live, I've lived alone for so long, one thing I worry about with any roommate is that I have a very specific style and design mm-hmm. and like a w- way that I like my place to look and feel. Mm-hmm. And it's very unique to me specifically. Yeah. And so merging that with another person's <laughs> environment. Um, Sometimes I'm like, yeah, but like, let's make it like how I want it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I like want my stuff. (laughs) Yeah, and so- I want my art all over the walls. I will need to find how to be happy not having my way all the time. I've lived alone for so long (laughs) that if I want something in my house on my wall, I put it there. If I don't like something in my house, it's not in my house. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is a freedom that I'm about to lose.
0: It is. Yeah. You're going to get all kinds of like velvet posters and like (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: light room and like. (laughs) But luckily, Phil and I have a pretty similar taste in a lot of things. And we've already talked about how we want to decorate um, the house. And we both agree on paint colors and Mm. like styles for the rooms and everything. So that's good. I think even that will be fine. Um, Yeah. Like I said, there's probably some unforeseen stuff. (laughs) But as far as communicating about it, mostly it's just been, like, I'm a planner and a perfectionist, so I have every detail, like, to the T ironed out already, and the way I preemptively strike issues is, like, here's the schedule for moving, (laughs) write it down in your fucking calendar. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing this on Monday, this on Tuesday, this has to be done by Wednesday, like, it's the the cable guys coming on Thursday, like...
0: Taylor's got a spreadsheet for everything. I love it so much.
2: I asked her, I was like, hey, what's our plan
0: for Mother's Day weekend? She's like, "Mm, check the spreadsheet. (laughs) And my favorite part is she's got like location, time, date, attendees. Does it cost anything? And then (laughs) the last column column is some sort of image that corresponds with the activity. So one of the activities is us doing yoga. And she just puts in a stock image of people doing yoga.
2: That sounds amazing. (laughs) Crazy person. Okay, invite me to the spreadsheet.
3: I didn't think that I could love y'all anymore. And I have been proven wrong.
2: (laughs) Uh, Send me this spreadsheet immediately.
3: I need to up my game. This is also making me feel way more normal for literally having like my project management software that I use for my business. I also have projects related to the house and the yard. And the house has recurring cleaning tasks. Wow. That wow. get assigned to me or my husband. That's amazing. <laughs> Actually, I need that. Yeah, we could put it to our wheel. It is seriously lacking stock images of vacuuming and toilets.
2: <laughs> I just thought <laughs> what <laughs> was. I nice little something. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, I like it because presumably it was just for
3: you, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just because I want to see little images
3: of where we're going. I appreciate you went to the nth degree for yourself. Thank you. (laughs) So... You and Joey moved in together Mm -hmm. last year.
1: Yeah. I was going to say one of my favorite things about Joey is that he doesn't care about aesthetics. So I get to make all of the decisions. And he's just like, yeah, that looks good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) great. I'm glad you agree with me. Yeah. Um, It makes it a lot easier because I I have friends who have moved in together and their partners are very, very much care about having a say in how things look, which is fair. Um, But it causes a huge, like so many fights I've seen, uh, have been over like where to put things, what to hang up, what to get rid of. Like when it comes to moving in together, and I'm so glad I completely avoided all of that because Joey's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had he had like a couple things he really wanted to keep, and I was like, fine, we can put them somewhere, <laughs> but. <laughs>
2: We'll Find some back room for those. Yeah. So yeah. what
3: happened? The The more major points of friction or how did y'all talk about before moving in together?
2: Well, also, it should be
0: noticed that Taylor and Joey kind of immediately moved in together mm-hmm. because Taylor was in a transitional place as far as like places to live. So even though they just moved into the house together, they've been essentially living together for the year prior. Right. Would you say yeah, that's fair?
1: W- yeah, because I was I was staying like I moved back from California Uh, to help with my dad and so I was staying with my parents but me and Joey started dating so I was downtown all the time and since he lived so far away I was pretty much at Joey's house all the time Mm -hmm. and he lived with two other guys and none of them cared about Cleaning or keeping the place a livable in livable conditions. He, so we already kind of figured out like a lot of that stuff. One thing I actually I actually told Becca about this a while ago, but we were doing laundry and I had all the clean clothes out on the bed. This is an important story. This is an important story. And um, I was folding up all the clothes and we got down to the um, hand towels, like yeah, and the socks, <laughs> like the like the kitchen stuff, you know like kitchen towels and things like that and he just left them on the bed for me to do and i noticed that he does this every time every time there's like bath towels kitchen towel anything that's like not Community. his own yeah. he leaves it for me to do and so one day i was like yeah <laughs> yeah, like this. so i was like why do you leave the dish towels for me to fold why is this my responsibility it makes me feel like i'm like you see me as the the like homemaker like wife that needs to like fold up all the dishes and towels i was like this is also your responsibility and the fact that you leave it to me mm-hmm. tells me exactly what you think about our dynamic mm-hmm. and he was like oh i didn't even realize they did it and i was like you do it every time You always leave it for me to clean, to fold up all of the towels, all of the sheets, anything shared. I was like, you use this just as much as I do, and you should also be folding it if you see that it's there. I don't need to tell you where our sheets go. The emotional labor that you're putting on me all the time to tell you where things are when I already have 20 other things that I'm doing. Like, I don't think he realizes all the things in my head that I'm thinking of all the time. I'm constantly cleaning up. I'm constantly making sure that that, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I got to do this this weekend. I have to fix that. This isn't like, I have to go check the mail. I have to make sure that I did this. Like, I already have a million things on my list and you're putting the burden on me to figure out where the fucking sheets go. I'm like go look. <laughs> it just it's shit like that where I'm like you just you want you want a mom to take care of you because you have been told your whole life that you should be taken care of by a woman.
3: It's such an important thing to realize because a lot of People don't connect with the behaviors that they've been trained into. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, like in this instance, mm-hmm. men don't think they participate in misogyny, but they don't realize that it was just trained behavior for them. It's not intentional yeah. on their it's part. It's not malicious either all the right, time. Right, but it requires intention to mm-hmm. change that behavior, to be aware of that behavior yeah, and realize it's even happening in the first place.
1: And they don't realize the the... Um, like that comic book that you sent me. They don't realize the emotional labor they put on us when they asking us to do all these additional tasks in addition to the things we already do every day.
2: Yeah, as a woman. Well, this is another reason, um, to be gay. Yeah, <laughs> y'all.
3: I'm <laughs> no, finding more and more. No. It's not a hard sell. <laughs> I'm sure it <laughs> happens. I'm finding more and
2: more. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sure it happens in queer relationships too, though. Yeah, mean, yeah. Depends on a whole myriad of factors. Right. Um. But yeah, I th- I would say that even though Phil is a professional cleaner, she is definitely cleaner than me mm-hmm. as far as like literally sanitizing things. Mm-hmm. But I am tidier, mm-hmm. and even that causes issues. And it's like mm-hmm. levels of cleanliness. We're both clean, like totally. that kind of thing. And I know Julie, you struggle with this in- as well, where it's like. There's no, there's no level of clean that's clean enough. At some point, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always going to be upset about how things. Like, if I were to sit and stare in my house for more than five minutes, I would find something with dust on it and be like, well, "I've got to clean it now." Just like, I, I literally want. I was raging to Maggie
3: about this earlier this week with Zach, but I was literally like, "I want half as much stuff in my house and nothing on a single horizontal
1: surface." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I just want that every day. And I don't want to have to do it every day. I like that. I like really clean surfaces. Clear visual sounds. I just tight. I'm
1: just like, I'm constantly picking things up and putting things away.
2: When I lived with a boy, though, my very best good friend, George, Mm -hmm. he was neither clean nor tidy, but when we first started living together. But I found that if I was like, hey, George, can you clean up the counter? He'd be like, oh. I didn't even think about the mm-hmm. counter being dirty. Sure. I'll clean it now that you've asked me to. Mm-hmm. And over time now he's a very clean person. Oh, that's nice. It's so like yeah. his awareness
3: was very low, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but his, he wanted to change and he his, worked on it. Yeah. His willingness to do it was actually perfectly high. Yeah. I just perfectly normal. don't, I just don't want to be
0: a project manager. Ugh. And I feel like that's how it, ends up. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would happen with Andy? I've talked to him about it like a lot already. Mm-hmm. Not because he's good at He's really good at anticipating needs. And I'll like brace for him not to. And he'll be like, oh, I saw that we were out of this, so I'm picking it up. And I'm like, oh my god, like I can't even tell you how sexy that is. <laughs> like how, for me not to have to tell you to go see if the dog shit in the room and to clean it. Like, And he's like, I think just me being responsible is how to like, yes, it is. It's the project
3: manager thing. It drives me crazy. Yeah. It's a really, really easy pattern to fall into, especially as women, because you have to make this decision. Do I just take over and make this effective and efficient? Mm -hmm. And a less confrontational experience for both of us or do we reset the stage early in the relationship and find our own balance mm-hmm. right which is a much harder path to take and it takes even more energy than the emotional labor you were doing by just handling it
0: Exactly that's why totally. I sometimes good oh, some often go for the former where mm-hmm. you're just like oh mm-hmm. my god, oh, I do it because you feel and you feel like a mom where you're like, yep. hey will you take the trash out even though you know it's full. Yeah. Like we both know it's full.
1: And then and then Why do get, I have to ask? Exactly. And then you get in that role where if you're constantly pointing it out to them like, yeah. "Hey, you're making me be the mom here." Then it feels like you're nagging them.
3: Well, in hitting a perfect 50/50 balance in any relationship, Is probably impossible. Right. So I almost find myself, I'm exceptionally spoiled. Zach is an amazing person with his own flaws. We all have them. But I almost find it like if we have a day where it's a 40-60 split... Where he's doing 40%. Then like I want the 60-40 split on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I can be like I set really high standards. God bless that man. Um he loves you so much. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so hard to like hit a consistent 50 50 mm-hmm. or anything in that range. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. But just having a partner who's open to having those those mm-hmm. discussions, he will listen to me when I'm like, this really matters to me. Mm -hmm. And I know you don't care if it's it's below my standards, like that's perfectly fine for you. You're happy in this environment, Mm -hmm. but I need it to be this way. And he, he does try. Mm hmm really hard
1: (laughs) yeah i will yeah i will say the same about joey he does care and he will listen when i am upset about something and he does try
3: but it's hard when it's those things that require like daily habits like maggie you say you're a very like tidy person you like your visual spaces Mm -hmm. clear so you have habits that facilitate that i clean the whole house every day yeah exactly yeah so it's hard for a partner to live up to that when they don't have the habit of right So
2: it's a a process. It is a process. I clean the whole house every day and I have professional cleaners come. (laughs) You're amazing. That is
1: (laughs) truly another level. But Uh, yeah, you're right. Phil can never live up to that.
2: It's an impossible bar to have set.
1: Yeah. It is something you do have to work on, I think. And, you know, obviously, like, relationships change and you kind of have to learn to, like, grow together and find compromises and all that shit Ugh, can't you just tell someone this is the partner you want and they just have to fit into
3: that yeah, <laughs>
1: <totally> <laughs> see what they do is they trick you into thinking they're that partner at the beginning where they're like yeah I'm all those things and they get you little claws in there and then they get comfortable and over time they let things slip that's why ladies you gotta stay financially independent Yeah. Oh, so they
0: know oh, at any oh, point in time you could fucking
1: leave you're, like, <laughs> I bought you're, this you're here because I want you to be Do the opposite of what Maggie said. Don't let them feel like
2: they're <laughs> they're good. That your um, relationship never let them feel safe. <laughs> never let them feel safe.
3: Financial <laughs> independence is the womanizer of relationships.
2: <laughs>
3: be that constant orgasms. <laughs> So tell us,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's constant money uh, coming in. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationships are so complicated because everyone's family's different. Their upbringing's different. Ages can be different. All of these things can sort of factor together. It just, it's messy. It takes practice. It was, no, oh, it was just something
1: dumb. I was saying when I was flying over like Austin coming in, I was looking at all the houses and I was thinking about that. I was like, man, like, just the two people, like everyone living next door to each other has like, even though they have the similar upbringings as they're living in the same neighborhood, maybe socioeconomic like backgrounds, they're still like all different. And they all have like different experiences <laughs> that affect who they become. And like, it's weird because we're all the same, but we're all different. And I just got a spiral. <laughs> Did you some
3: cannabis lube on before the, No, the this flight? is my life. <laughs> this is my fucking life. <laughs> it's very empathetic of you. Yeah. To be aware of that. i think about that shit all the time it's crazy okay becca with all of this emotional discord you've heard from us about living with partners you want to tell us about how you've set up your new relationship any lessons you've learned from previous ones or important discussions you've had or Excitement or worries about the future Of relationships
0: yeah I mean we're Still just definitively in the honeymoon Period where everything's just like
1: everything About right. you is right. right. that Being <laughs> a witness to it all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are. It's a little <laughs> annoying <laughs>
3: Too Fucking cute um,
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah so like we're still at That point where it's just like why would we Have a conflict are you getting
3: right good? We're perfect yeah. No, <laughs> yeah I mean they are perfect so. Um
0: um definitively not um but yeah no i mean i've uh, yes we have had some really great conversations about kind of expectations and like things that make us feel particular like things that are that, that like we're sensitive to um and, or like triggers or whatever that we have that make us feel particularly rejected and every week i Ask like what's something that make you feel really loved this week, just so I can start building an inventory.
1: Um, That's lovely. That is really cute. I should and do I that. Try that, yeah. <laughs> it,
2: well I mean the answer is
1: always blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: yeah Write that down again. <laughs> Eventually you just have a list blow job, blow jobs, blow jobs.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, we have luckily we don't we're not having <laughs> We're not not having any, like, real conversations. But, like, I, we certainly are so early on that it's, you know, it's not even comparable to any to any relationships that have been through any sort of strife or anything. But, um, you know, we also do have the benefit of 15 years of knowing each other and yeah. 10 years of close friendship and... In like growing closeness as the years progress. So um, at least we're not starting at zero in that end either. We've certainly seen each other at not our best. And
2: um, yeah. I thought of something I wanted to say. Oh. Um, I have a friend who was in a really long-term relationship. I want to say like 10 or 12 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, they broke up with each other. And I was talking to my friend about it. And I was like, you know, tell me about it. And she's like, well, one of the things that she said was that I just stopped doing the little things like they're, mm. they're not important at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen Zach be really good about always remembering to do small things. He always buys flowers or something like that. It's something that I consciously try very hard to think about. And mm-hmm. you saying what's something that make you feel love this week
0: mm-hmm. made me
2: think of that. Cause it's like, mm. you're constantly checking in and don't lose that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be every week, but like mm-hmm. just don't forget that you know, just because you've been with someone for ten years doesn't yeah. mean they don't like some a little check in every now and again, or yeah, like, a little tiny present every now and again. Oh, I like, love presents. Little love things, presents. Are- <laughs> <laughs> I write Phil a letter every Leave month. Leave that in the podcast. And, and the <laughs> just so you three know, I love presents. Just so everyone listening knows, I love little presents. But yeah, I write Phil write a letter every month, and I write down all of the favor- my favorite things we did in the past month together. It's like Aww. a short. It's like yeah. two sentences. It's like, hey, like love you bunches in this past month. Here's some of my favorite things we did together. Aww. It's just like, I don't know, when we're like 50, if I keep up with it, going back and looking at those will be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: okay. amazing. Oh, me and Andy try to take a naked selfie every week because, <laughs> like, together, because I was like, because in 60 years, I want a BuzzFeed article to come out about these old people. <laughs> who have
3: that would be amazing.
0: Yes. <laughs> hundreds of nude photos.
3: <laughs> I love sexy that. aging through the decades.
1: <laughs> I do think me and Joe are at that point where we've been together for over two years now Mm -hmm. almost three two and a half Mm -hmm. and we're like we have to start kind of thinking about that stuff like i've been really conscious of being like let's not just like be a default you know Mm -hmm. what i mean for each other like we should still like we still have to work at those things Mm -hmm. and like try to be engaged in conversations and like i bought these like little conversation starter packs Mm -hmm. that we all ended up playing that were like kind of fun yeah but um or, yeah, just like doing silly things like that. Or like, I, you know, I plan like a surprise date and he's planned a little surprise date. Or, like, so, I'm going
2: like, to get dressed up for you today.
1: and like, Yeah. Just like stuff. Yeah. Just stuff that. Actually brush my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I never do that. <laughs> I don't do that for anybody. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, just things
3: like that, that, you know, keep things. Just remind you or give you touch points. Yeah. Especially as relationships get longer and longer, you're going to go through different phases in life, exactly. different phases in mental health. My yeah. mental health has been quite turbulent in certain years. Mm-hmm. Zach and I have been together over 15 years now, I think. And so, like, he's seen me through depression when I was a very angry, upset person. And then even just, like, those sort of lulls in the relationship. And it's amazing when, like, when, Becca, you mentioned the um, – those check ins, like what made you feel loved this week. Mm -hmm. There was a period of time where I kind of felt like, oh, Zach's not getting enough emotional attention from me. Like Mm -hmm. we're in each other's space all the time and and we're living life together, but he's not getting the emotional attention Mm -hmm. from me. And then I just started picturing him as this like really adorable little flower that needs watering. (laughs) (laughs) He is he is he's He's this beautiful flower that needs watering and and he's one of those um what do you the cheap
2: pets? <laughs>
3: yes that's the beard yeah she pet beard um but it just totally changed my like daily perspective on our relationship and our treatment of each other and those little things mm-hmm. or the little bit moments of affection which made like such a big difference and then like retrained those habits mm-hmm. because it is really hard as the years like stretch on and you just get comfortable things drop away Mm
1: -hmm. But that's also The exciting thing Is that To me Knowing that you can Change your relationship And it is something That is Mold and grows And you know You can have periods Where you're depressed And angry Or you're happy And like It's kind of comforting To know that like It doesn't have to Always be one thing Like it's not just Permanent And it's like This is always Going to be hard And this will always Be easy And whatever Whatever Like it's constantly Changing and evolving And you change As a person Like everybody changes As they have more experience Experiences and they grow and um, it's nice to be able to like change together and find ways to, to be like, you know, you're a new person every,
0: yeah you know,
1: every year and it's a way to, it's almost like you're having a relationship with someone new.
0: That is a comforting thought.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. Like this whole like Joey trying to be healthy now. I'm like, I never thought I would see this, you, ever. and it's like kind of exciting. Not because I care what he looks like, but it's like something different. Like he's interested in something different, and I'm like, oh, this is like an exciting new thing that you're doing. Like yeah. what? <laughs> you want me to buy spinach? <laughs> a what?
0: I something I tell Andy a lot is that I'm always. Ex- I tell him I'm excited to see what weird phases we go through. I was like, I hope we go through a lot of weird phases. Like maybe we're going to be like 5 a.m. Runners at some point in our life or like maybe we'll be (laughs) weird meditators or like, you know, like we might get into some weird shit. And I just want to like always leave space for like those
2: weird phases. I'm (laughs) suddenly very focused on dog life, which (laughs) I thought was going to happen to me. Yeah, I
3: will love y'all even if you become 5
0: a.m. Well, we said it because we were walking around
1: Town Lake and we're like, oh what if we were a running couple <laughs> oh my god They're that is so a thing so
3: annoying yeah
1: <laughs> the cup we saw some people in Costa Rica I was like that couple works out together at like 5 a.m. every day yeah,
0: I I hate the,
3: them <laughs> be the meditation or tantric couple okay
0: I mean yeah. that's more likely and honestly the judgment that I'm sending towards you runners is pure jealousy
1: it is yeah, 100% yeah. jealousy Zero when I see capacity. those toned
3: thighs and I'm like fuck you <laughs> Let's talk about a real glass ceiling here.
2: You know what Phil would love us to be, which I refuse? The lesbians who wear the same clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I won't do it. I will not do it. And she wants it more than anything. (laughs) So like only on her birthday. Yeah, like one. Well, for Christmas, uh I think we both wore striped shirts and gray jackets. It was like different striped shirts and different sh- gray jackets. And she's like, "We're getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost there." <laughs> oh my god, that's,
1: that's funny. See, I would. I, I think that would be hilarious if me and Joey were matching it. <laughs> I mean,
0: y'all basically do. They just wear black
1: all the time when they
0: mostly go just on. black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, she says, uh, yeah. So you were talking a little bit about what, like the relationship transition, I guess that you call you and Zach going through, and that might be in regards to your working situation.
3: Well, yeah, I think to a lot of people's working situation now, because more and more people are working remotely, this may become more of an option, but the the most recent, which is not super recent, but a more recent relationship transition that Zach and I went through is actually spending more time apart Mm. where i would leave the country and go travel Mm -hmm. or even if we had travel that was together i'd leave a month ahead of him Mm. and we would sort of live solo lives and then reconvene and that was a big step because early in our relationship we lived thousands of miles apart Mm -hmm. and that was really rough Mm -hmm. and then We started businesses together at the age of like 19. So then we were in each other's space 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother side of the spectrum, but it was so much better than being so far apart. Mm -hmm. And so then it made this really attached circumstance where it's like, I only want to be around you all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be apart from you. Yes. Yes. On my part more Mm -hmm. than Zach's. Mm -hmm. Um, And then reaching this part where I was like, I was a really independent person so much of my life. Why have I created this mm. circumstance where like we, you, ha- you can't leave me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then sort of regaining that independence and tapping back into my own personality. I mean like, no, it's okay if I'm alone. If I'm going off on an adventure and doing that kind of thing, I'm sort of sort of doing that. So I spent a lot of time with Maggie traveling abroad and then doing some solo trips by myself. And it was just really amazing to experience. Because when you're with a partner, you do fall into certain roles. Yeah. And Zach is such a great, like... He cares so much and he's really great at just like picking up and doing things. So he'll organize, transport and do all that stuff. They're like your security blanket. Absolutely. Yeah. And if that's just their natural thing and you start to rely on them, you can forget whether or not you are even capable of those things. Mm -hmm. But doing solo travel as a woman is so important. Mm -hmm. um, It's something that I've sort of come to realize because – you realize like, oh, I'm totally capable of actually doing these things, of being independent. I can still appreciate this person and have this relationship that actually only gets better when you sort of tap back into mm-hmm. your own independence, but that you're not totally codependent on them. Right. Um, and with a lot more people's work going remote, the opportunities once you know people are vaccinated and the quarantines are sort of lifted, that type of stuff, the options for people to actually explore that solo travel side is, is a whole new frontier for a lot mm-hmm. of people that they couldn't do with their work situation before. Whereas now they could be like, mm, I'm gonna go take my job with me to Italy for a month. Mm-hmm. But when the work day ends, I'm gonna go out for some
2: wine and cheese. Exactly what my mom did. I'm yeah. going go Costa Rica for a month. Totally. Yeah, yeah it's so cool. Uh, it's definitely in my future. Yeah. If you want to solo female travel with yes. me, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to.
3: And it's hard. It has its own difficulties because I do really love being around Zach. But, you know, when you're living with someone all the time, mm-hmm. we don't work normal jobs where we have to go to an office. Mm-hmm. It's nice to miss someone. Yeah. And then come home. That's an amazing feeling. It's an important part, I think. Yeah. And I to guess, realize that you'd like being around someone totally sometimes you have to leave to realize
2: that yeah i love phil a lot and i would not want to change a relationship for anything but i do think it's important to note that there were moments in my single life that i very much valued there's a lot of independence um mm-hmm. kind of like when i was talking about living alone like my choices affected only me and therefore i could make a choice on the what's the saying turn of a dime, turn, turn, of a dime. A turn of a dime i could make a choice very quickly yeah, yeah. The head
3: of a nail <laughs> haven't said that one Turn
2: of a, a dime while. head of a nail cheers, cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can make it last week you'd be like i want to go to fucking europe tomorrow and spend yeah. three weeks there or like i'm gonna quit my job and like just see what fucking happens like i can yeah. do those things and not worry about someone else's well-being being attached to it right mm-hmm. yeah. and like that freedom is so nice but it's so worth it to have a loving relationship that i wouldn't go back but what you're saying is that solo travel part kind of brings a little bit of that freedom back
3: Mm -hmm. yeah and deepens the relationship like it's both sides yeah and it took me a long time to get to that point probably 10 years into our relationship before i was like okay i'm going and not because I was trying to get away from him but because I really wanted to go travel and do these things you wanted and to find he... yourself <laughs> no no I was, <laughs> not, I was not out of touch with myself you pray, loving. Eat, pray I'm very nomadic by nature and I need to do that level and he's not the same and that's Like it was reaching that point where it was like, okay, we've done a lot of travel together. We each have figured out exactly the amount that's sort of right for each of us. And it's not the same. Mm -hmm. So instead of having to have one of us match the other, it was like, oh no, we can just spend some time apart so that Mm -hmm. you're at home the amount you want to be at home. And I'm abroad the amount I want to be abroad.
2: This is my normal talking voice. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my normal
1: talking volume.